the world leader in Internet Talk Radio. Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we're going to be talking about the erosion of our right to privacy. And with us um, is Tom Nardone. He's the president of Isdera Corporation, which is a company devoted to helping people overcome embarrassing situations through technology. Now, if that sounds a little bit of uh, a little bit confusing, um, you will understand soon. Uh, his website, and I'll give you the um, website address at the end of the show. Um, has to do with everything, uh, helping people find things privately, find answers, find products. Um, but it isn't just sort of a shopping website. It's uh, a company that is devoted to this idea of um, particularly helping out people who would get embarrassed expressing their needs or questions um, in front of a real live person as opposed to a computer. So, Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, I've got to ask you to start out with, I mean, this is a very, I mean, of course there are tons of websites where you can buy things, uh, even some of the things, not all the things, but some of the things that you sell on yours. Um, But where did you get this idea uh, of devoting a whole business to uh, this? Um, Well, uh, the idea started with the idea of, for the first website. The first website that we started is the shopinprivate.com website. We started in 1998, which was quite a while ago in Internet time. Um, at the time on the Internet, there was not a lot of photography. Uh, a lot of websites didn't have images. For example, Amazon.com did not have pictures yet. And um, what was popular on the Internet were two things. One was the onset of people looking at pornography had just sort of started. And the other thing was people were having chat room love affairs. And those two things struck me as really strange behaviors, almost antisocial behaviors, but people were doing that, doing it in such large numbers that I thought there's something very interesting going on with this Internet thing. And um, I thought that the Internet would initially be used as a very anonymous um, means of conducting uh, people's business. And now, of course, it's the exact opposite. It seems like the Internet is the place where you find out all the dirt on people. But um, my vision of it was this is a very anonymous place where you can do things privately. So we started a website, where uh, the shopinprivate.com website, where you could buy things that you might be embarrassed to buy at the store or the pharmacy. Like? Uh, preparation age or condoms or depends on their garments, um, jock itch creams, that type of thing. And we initially started with only 50 items. It was kind of um, an experiment, I guess you could say. And uh, we uh, 
launched the website uh, to a, a bit of fanfare, actually. And uh, from there, uh, we uh, watched how people visited the website and what things we thought they might be, those people might be interested in, in seeing. So we've expanded certain categories that people like to shop in, um, and other categories um, haven't really been expanded much at all over the years. For example, um, uh, well, obviously the sensual gifts and that type of thing have been very popular, um, from massage oils to massagers, that type of thing, was were some of the first things that people wanted to purchase. But other things like um, uh, items for, we, we found a large business in people that are paralyzed, actually, and they need products to help evacuate their bowels on a regular basis. Now, how did you discover that? We uh, just uh, from looking at uh, where customers came from, uh, what customers wrote to us when they did purchase, you know, the letters, I'm so glad you offer this product because I'm in a wheelchair and it's difficult for me to get to the store, that type of hmm. thing. Uh, just by being there and being able to answer people's questions in this private manner, um, we've realized that a lot of people ask the same questions. So once you answer it once, it's nice to be a resource for all the other people that had that same question. Okay, but um, you, let me just uh, give people a little bit about your background. Uh-huh. You were born in Massachusetts. You attended Boston University. Um, you went to graduate studies, had take, took graduate studies at numerous uh, universities, Rensselaer, yeah. Polytechnic, Oakland University, University of Michigan, uh-huh. and College for Creative Studies in Detroit. Um, when you were going through all your studies, uh-huh. what were you, did you, um, what were you planning on doing? I mean, it's just that this is a very specific um, kind of um, career to launch. And, I mean, it doesn't sound like you were just kind of looking for what would sell on the Internet. It no, seemed like no. there was something more personal about it. Oh, uh it's interesting because um, I, you're right. My schooling is is uh, sort of varied. But I, for my graduate studies, I was a part-time student. I was working at Ford Motor Company before I started the business, and my job was to uh, come up with business plan ideas. Believe it or not, uh, I was what's called a business plan analyst. And a big company like Ford, they had eight of us. So it's a kind of a strange and unusual job, even for a big company like that. And my job was to find ideas that uh, Ford Motor Company could make money doing. And um, what did you come up with? (laughs) uh, Well, one of the products I came up with was the Lincoln Navigator, which that was really my big success in my career. Hmm. Um, Before the Lincoln Navigator, there was no such thing as a luxury sport utility vehicle. Hmm. Uh, SUVs were, you know, um, the Ford Explorer was one of the more luxurious ones. They were more utilitarian. So the idea that you could... Uh, put luxury features in a sport utility vehicle and make quite a bit more money on them was a new concept. Of course, now all the manufacturers have something like that. But, um, and then we, I, would, I worked on some other ones. I worked on, um, at one time, Ford was considering consolidating uh, automotive salvage, like the recycling of vehicles, um, because it's a, it was something they could be more efficient at. Uh-huh. So uh, the mind works in an unusual way, as you know, Carol. So in my in my attempts to sit down and think of, you know, interesting uh, business ideas, <laughs> I came up with some some really strange and varied ones. And I would run these ideas by friends and family and coworkers, 
and some of the ideas they thought were great, and others they thought were terrible. And uh, most people liked this idea. So I started it in my spare time and um, and launched it again in my spare time, and it became quite a success. Okay. So it, but... it, I know it sounds like a very strange way to come up with a business, but I think everybody has sort of an experience with it about at least one thing and just, you know, it was embarrassing. And well, that's what I'm trying to get at. What was your one thing? Oh, you know, I had to buy condoms as a... You know, for years and years, you always had to buy condoms. As a, you know, I was I, I entered college right at the time that AIDS was, a, you know, becoming a national epidemic, and and uh, so condoms were a necessity if you were a single man. And, right. And uh, that I can't ever remember that purchase process being simple, ever. <laughs> and uh, just uh, you know, there's a number of anything laxatives. You know, who wants to really admit that uh, they're constipated? <laughs> just, a couple, just a couple of purchases like that were enough to do it. <laughs> so, but no, there's no. Uh, I, I don't have a. You know, I'm blessed. I don't have a chronic bowel ailment or anything of that nature that makes me run to the store on a weekly basis. Well, and now what I wouldn't it, have to at all. I just wait till everybody around here went home, and then I'd go to the warehouse and get some. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just kind of interesting that. Um, that, you know, that that would be the primary um, theme of this website that you started, the embarrassment of people. Perhaps there were other, um, perhaps you'll think about this as we go along, but perhaps there were other either family members or friends or other incidents that you had besides buying these products that seemed to be embarrassing where you were particularly sensitive to this. Um, we're going to be. I can. I'm looking at the clock, and we're we're going to we're coming up at a break. But um, I wanted to. Uh, I do want to get into. Uh, well, actually, I have a, uh, a. I do want to talk about some of your your latest um, uh, items on your website, particularly the iTherapy.com, because uh-huh. as you might imagine, um, I have I have tried out your therapist, your robot, <laughs> Tara. Yeah. And I do want to talk about that because I do have some concerns um, about about the safety and wisdom of doing this kind of. Um, I know it's. I, I, I there are lots of disclaimers, and we'll get into that. Yeah, we, but, uh, there's a lot. This will be a great discussion. I look forward to that. <laughs> okay, because I I am a little concerned. Some of the test questions that I put in, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be around now talking. <laughs> If I listen to Tara's advice, yeah, yeah, yeah. so we'll have to get into that. Yeah. Um, I also want to talk uh, about the larger issue of uh, the erosion of privacy, our mm-hmm. right to privacy, um, which is eroding before our eyes. Of course, with the excuse of um, needing to be more careful in order to root out terrorists, which of course we do need to do, but still, a lot of what is being incorporated into the laws seem to be a bit. Uh, unnecessary, going over the limit um, and going into our spaces, excuses to listen to our phone calls and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I know um, that this is something that is a concern of yours. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also on your website, a whole description of, of some of your um, thoughts on that, or at least on, on privacy in general. So we will get back with some of these issues. I'm talking to my guest. His name is Tom Nardone. He's the president of Isdera Corporation. 
and they are specialists in online privacy. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Informative, educational, insightful. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Information you need, when you need it, voiceamerica.com. Do you have questions concerning your personal portfolio? And would you like to know where the market's going before it gets there? Then you need to tune in to Elite Masters of Trading, hosted by the Traders Coach, Robin Dane, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Robin has great ideas on how to invest, save, and make money. So become an elite trader in the market every Wednesday at 10 a.m. with the Traders Coach, Robin Dane, and Elite Masters of Trading, right here on the Voice America Radio Network. Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Make Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race star. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Continuing to be the authority in Internet talk radio, you're listening to voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have questions or comments for Dr. Carol, call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now let's get back to the show. Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. My guest today is Tom Nardone. He is the president of Isdera Corporation, which are is a company that specializes in online privacy. And we're going to be talking about the erosion of our right to privacy. But we have a phone call now from Tess in California. So welcome to the show. Tess? Okay, or not. <laughs> well, Tess, if you if there was a problem, call back and uh, we'll try to get you on the line. Uh, Tom, are you there? I am still okay, here. Okay, good. <laughs> Uh, privacy. Maybe we're carrying. 
What? I was looking forward to talking to Tess. Yes, well, maybe she'll call back. I was going to say, we're taking our right to privacy a little too seriously here. There's nobody else here. Um, Okay, well, let's get back to what I was talking about then before the break, which was my experience with your robot, um, also part of your uh, website, named Tara. And why don't you give us a little bit of the history of Tara? Sure. Uh, well, our company, we try to find any way, anything that people would be embarrassed to do that they really should do. For You know, um, hemorrhoid creams, for example. You know, people would be more comfortable if they just solved that problem for themselves, and hopefully we can offer them a way to do that. So in the future... So are you so comparing we, therapists to no, hemorrhoid no. cream? Oh, Is that only, it? Only from, my, only from my perspective are they comparable. <laughs> in that they are comparable in people are... Uh, embarrassed or afraid or hesitant in any way to seek the help. Um, right. I was just, I was being facetious, but yes, you yes. could say that they are both soothing agents. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Um, but I guess the National Institute of Mental Health um, released a study recently that said the average amount of time an American takes between when the onset of a mental health issue and when they first seek professional treatment is 10 years. So we are trying to come up with a way to speed that process along. So a project we have launched, which and launch is kind of a, we'll talk about how effective it is, which is not very effective at all. But we want to launch an effective tool to convince people that talking to someone, and especially a professional, not our tool, but a professional, would be very helpful for, to them. So we've launched this website. It's called I, the letter I, therapy.com, and it uses something called an artificially intelligent chatbot. It's, um, it's a computer program, essentially, that talks with you, and it's getting smarter every day. It's not very intelligent at all, but hopefully this program, and it's, her name is Tara. Tara can help uh, just be a listening ear for you. And Tara's goal is to encourage people to seek the help of a professional therapist. By driving uh, them crazy as they're trying to write to her. What's that? (laughs) By driving them crazy as they are trying to talk to her. I think that is what she's better at at the moment. I apologize. (laughs) So we, Tara, underwent some uh, some testing. Obviously, we're a small company. There's six people here. So... We tried our best to get Tara to um, to talk, and uh, which is not an easy thing to do, and um, and and then we've finally gotten it to a point where at least it speaks English, I guess you could say, and um, so we're trying to find a, a limited audience with the with the website of people that will um, that will communicate with it, and hopefully it will improve its skills. Well, I think that the goal, you know, first of all, that is amazing, 10 years between the time that, between the time that people first, how is that measured? Between the time that they think that they have a problem or what exactly? Uh, I believe the study was done and it was, um, it, it asked people that had sought treatment for mental health illnesses when the illness first started to affect them. Mm. And the average time was uh, nearly 10 years. Yeah, that is really sad. Yeah, it is. And it's it's very sad. There's a number of things about the therapy process that are very sad. 
Uh, there's really not a lot of help available for people of low-income, you know, uh, means. Uh, there's not a lot of help available for people that live in very rural areas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, therapy can be a very, very effective tool, but it's unfortunately just not reaching everybody right now that it, that it could be. Now, yes. I'm not saying itherapy.com is reaching anyone or is effective with anyone, but we feel that this is something we just launched, and we feel like 20 years down the road that this will be an incredibly useful tool for people. Uh, unfortunately, it just has to go through some growing pains to get there. So we're trying our best. <laughs> it needs some therapy before it can... <laughs> it definitely does. Now, um, I have to say it's been started just based on a shoestring budget from our company. Like the sales at shopandprivate.com and the other websites we run have sort of you know, sponsored this website, this eye therapy project. But right now we're applying for a grant from the National Institute of Mental mm. Health, mm. and we do have a clinical psychologist that is um, on the team, and uh, we're hoping that the grant comes through and at the beginning of next year we'll be able to really start improving the, the, mm-hmm. the results that you get from it, the, the ability, the therapeutic ability of, of the um, of the chatbot, of the mm-hmm. camera. Now, before um, uh, before the, the, the Tara, mm-hmm. um, you had privacy, or you have privacyrobot.com. Why yeah, you... now, privacy robot is a little less serious. This was our first uh, privacy, uh, I'll, I'll describe what it is. Yes. Privacy robot, it's at privacyrobot.com, is um, an artificial intelligence tool. This was our first one. And it's out there trying to answer... Um, embarrassing questions. Uh, for example, you can ask it, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, I think I might have jock itch, and it will tell you symptoms about jock itch, mm. and hopefully it will guide you to a solution to your problem. Um, but the privacy robot is um, more of a humor novelty type of thing, and it does answer questions, and it allows us to answer the questions of the many in a very efficient way. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the privacy robot is there and can answer your questions and can chat with you. It's kind of fun, and it has a somewhat of a sense of humor, I suppose, based on my sense of humor and another person here. So I, uh, people seem to like the, the privacy robot. About 1,000 a a thousand questions a week are asked, asked of the privacy robot. Yeah. And it does a fair, fair job of answering them. Kara, on the other hand, gets asked about... 50 to 100 questions a week, and does not do very well with them. I apologize. Well, um, with the first one, Privacy mm-hmm. Robot, did uh-huh. um, at the end of each day, um, did you, I mean, in order to make the Privacy Robot be able to answer questions better and to know what kinds of questions people are asking, um, did you work with it to, I mean, did you check on it to see Every how day. it was... Every day. We continue to check on it. Um, we, um, I, or I specifically, have access to the logs of questions that are asked, the privacy robot, and then um, it can break down questions by subject matter. For example, if I were to ask it, um, um, what are the symptoms of a yeast infection? And you were to ask it, um, I think I might have a yeast infection, it will tell me that that day, two questions were asked about yeast infection. Mm. So um, it's an intelligent tool, and then I can tell it, 
okay, well, and if you don't know the specific nature of the question, if you know that the subject is about yeast infections, you can answer it in this way. Yeah. So, and it will give you some information. So if the next person uh, comes on and says, I believe my grandmother who I care for on a daily basis has a yeast infection, it will, you know, pick up the word need, yeast yeah, infection. Yeah, doesn't need to know all the ins and outs of the personal situation. It will pick out, try to pick out the subject and answer the question. Okay. Well, I can see where that would be a little a little easier in terms of because the, there's there are less subtleties, there are fewer subtleties in that, and you can pick out sort of the main topic. Yeah. Um, as opposed to Tara, I, I tried Tara out um, a few days ago, and and uh, and then this morning. Uh huh. <laughs> and I I funny I got different answers to the same questions. Well, when? Um, there's been some update to the process. Well, I don't think... <laughs> I don't know. Did that help? I should have... No, asked. no, it didn't. I wrote in this morning, I am suicidal. What should I do? And it came back and said, you are not a killer. <laughs> oh. I, I, uh, I, I guess it... It responded to the idol, and um, because I had also asked a couple of days ago um, something about, first I put in a um, similar kind of question about being mm-hmm. suicidal, mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I put in, I am homicidal, or I feel um, homicidal, what should uh-huh. I do? And um, so it didn't, it, actually what it did in both those cases um, was to... Um, <laughs> was to uh, uh, pick up on the word feelings, or I feel, yeah. and um, it said something about, well, I don't know, it said something about maybe you should help talk to people about that, or, or I mean, at least that part was good, yeah. or um, something, some, I can't remember the exact words, I don't want to misspeak, yeah, I, but... I, I, um, I but if it picked up on the word feel, it probably... Um, asked you something to tell me more about how you feel. Yes, yes, that was it. <laughs> Are you sure it's not you just writing something back <laughs> and speaking that. in a high-pitched voice? Yeah, it's accused of that fairly often. No, I don't work those kind of hours. <laughs> but, um, it, no, I, I, have to, I have to apologize. And hopefully in the process of getting to the chatbot on the website, there's a few pre... Uh, you can call them disclaimers. Yes. I almost offer them up as an apology that this is not going to work very well. Uh, but we're just trying to get some, uh, for example, uh, the word homicidal is not a word it knows. Ah, I suggest you teach so, it that. So it because, may know, um, you know, I, I want to kill someone, you know, yeah. may know that, that those terms. So it's just all new to us. You know, we try to give it some knowledge to start with. And uh, but now we need to you know expand those knowledge bases. So somewhere in the testing, the word homicidal never never was used by yes. the limited number of people that it. Used. So <laughs> every day I... it gets every day it gets better and better, and um, it's definitely a challenge. And I really honestly believe that this is a twenty year out there project. Well, maybe you can work on it to make it a little a little sooner. I, don't, I think uh, I think the people can't wait. Um, yeah. Another time when I put in, I am suicidal, what should I do? Uh-huh. Uh, it came back with, there is no perfect crime. Maybe you should be talking, try talking to someone about it. Oh, boy. Yeah, we really, I think um, we, just Those updated, would be the... we just updated, we just asked our clinical psychologist what to say. You know? <laughs> and um, she recommended, uh, there's, there's now a message in there to get yourself to an emergency room. You know, there are people there that are trained to, you know, to assist. 
I forget the exact wording of it. Yes, that would be better. Basically, <laughs> you know, time to go to the emergency room, and, yes. you know, they're open 24 hours a day, and someone there will help you. So we're, we're learning. There's no, we, there's, in our small company, there are no clinical psychologists. So every, uh, every, every step for us is a large undertaking. It's like, um, we're trying to run a marathon in mud. <laughs> I understand. I'm so just, I'm just of, kind of concerned about yeah, the fact that. I, agree. I mean, I was trying to test it out because I was interested, but there probably are people putting um, those kinds of question questions in, who are honestly feeling that way. So, yeah. okay, well, we'll come back and talk about this. We have so. to take a break. The music is kind of a hint. Um, <laughs> you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. My guest today is Tom Nardone. He's the president of Isdera Corporation, which are, is a company that specializes in online privacy and in driving people crazy. I know I'm being a bit harsh, but we'll come back and you'll have a chance to respond to that. So stay tuned. Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Are you feeling stuck in some part of your life? You might have some crust busting to do. Crust is anything that you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living life full out. Step into the crust-free zone with me, Dr. Pat Basile, and get ready to do some serious crust busting. Join us on Thursday mornings on voiceamerica.com at 8 a.m. Pacific time for crust busting your way to an awesome life. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are, or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. Cutting edge, challenging, stimulating. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. When tax time comes, are you the person that goes to your accountant with a shoebox literally full of receipts? Stop wasting your accountant's time as well as your own by organizing your finances with the help of Joe Dunphy and Poor Richard Shoebox. Heard live every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Poor Richard Shoebox will let you know what you can do to organize for tax time as well as how to get the most out of your retirement. So get all of your receipts together and tune in to Poor Richard Shoebox with Joe Dunphy every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on the Voice America Radio Network. 
business, sports, religion, legal, pets, entertainment. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have questions or comments for Dr. Carol, call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now let's get back to the show. Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we're talking about the erosion of your right to privacy, of our right to privacy, our all of our rights to privacy, um, with my guest, Tom Nardone, who is the president of Isdera Corporation, and they are specialists in online pro- privacy and um, uh, have been driving me crazy with their therapist robot, <laughs> uh, Tara. Um, you know, I, I will say that it does, that, uh, that Tara does actually have a disclaimer. She says, uh, or it says underneath her or on top of her, hello, I am Tara the Robot Therapy Tool here at itherapy.com. You can ask me anything you like and I will be your listening ear. I am here 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, which is more than most therapists. Um, while I may not be a real therapist, I hope that I can help you in some way. Although I am always willing to listen, my robot brain has not yet grown very large. That's an understatement. I hope that I can understand and help you. I can understand you best if you spell well and if you type your questions in complete, simple sentences. Um, well, we will. I, I just think that, I mean, I, I know you probably have checked lawyers, and there are more things, actually. There are more disclaimers, and I, I understand that that's, uh, I just would like to maybe see you work on it sooner rather than later. What about this? Um, also, you're going to be having referrals to local therapists. How's that coming along? No, uh, well, well, the first thing we're trying to, the next thing we're trying to do is to allow Tara to, um, to, uh, to develop the ability to quickly ascertain uh, a couple of, like a standardized test type of thing. Like uh, quickly ascertain is this person a, uh, the fir- this is the first order of business for her is to be able to ascertain if someone is a suicide risk or not. Yes. The second uh, order of business after that, obviously, and, and if they are, to make the appropriate recommendation. Right. Uh, the second um, order of business is then to try to determine if uh, someone is a substance abuser, and then, uh, those are the two things that. The two things we're working on right now. And um, I would suggest as a third thing, um, I mean, I, I guess most people are not going to write in homicidal, though I think I also tried things with the word kill. But, mm-hmm. you know, with our society getting increasingly angry, mm-hmm. um, I suggest that the next thing that you work on is also, you know, words like kill or hit any or shoot or any kind of violent sorts of words. Mm-hmm. Um to get those people to emergency rooms or the police as well quickly. Exactly, yeah, that's a good point. Very good point. So we're trying. It's 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 a it, uh, it's a long process for us. And right now we're trying to get a, a small number of people to visit the site. And uh, hopefully there are people that are just uh, will help us develop the tool. Yeah. Necessarily people that really are in extreme need of, of the tool. Um, you know, maybe it would actually help if you've added some uh, to the disclaimer. If you are feeling like hurting yourself or hurting somebody else, go to an emergency. Put that in writing, and not yeah, and not have to wait for Tara to to tell them that. Okay, well, let's move on to the erosion of our privacy rights. Okay, great. Um, 
what, what I mean, I'm sure you, uh, obviously, since you specialize in this in general, um, have been paying particular attention to what is happening in this uh, erosion of our rights. What What do you think about it? Well, um, there's definitely a, a severe erosion of our privacy rights. There's no doubt about it. You're absolutely correct in that. And uh, I, I, there are two reasons for it. One, uh, certainly the government is trying to get involved in, uh, you know, keeping us all feeling safe, I guess you could say. And, and that's what it really is about. It's about the feeling of safety. It's not, there's no change in the actual safety. Uh, I'm not sure if the, what they're doing is effective or not, and uh, it will take years and years to find that out. But some people want it, and other people allow it to happen. So, so they, you know, safety is always and always a, a good sale for a, for a politician to go with. But uh, there's another uh, even worse uh, violator of privacy, and that is, and I hate to say it, I mean, as the president of a retail business, but mm-hmm. the, the worst violators of the privacy are businesses. And they're doing it for one reason and one reason only, and that is sales. They're just trying to generate revenue from your personal information. There's no doubt about it. The junk mail, the spam, all of these things are only driven for one reason, and that's because they generate revenue for some companies. And um, when when we started out, when Shop and Private began set a little over seven years ago, you know we have we had the same privacy policy we have now, which is we will not email you, we will not bother you, we will not call you, we will not use your, use sell or rent out your personal information. And uh, other businesses had the same type of privacy policy. Drugstore.com when they launched, they had a privacy policy as secure as ours, uh, but it took them about maybe 12 months, and then they quickly changed it hmm. to a policy that allows them once you've ordered with them once, you're going to get. You know, uh, an email uh, specials list on a monthly basis or weekly basis, or you know, you're going to get reminders that the preparation H you bought last month, you know, might be might be up. Maybe you need a new tube. Now, mm-hmm. to me, it's appalling. Uh, but um, to these businesses that see a continued, you know, uh, return on that investment, it's free to send out email, virtually free. Mm-hmm. So if the people are responding to these emails with the 10% off coupon for a reorder of Preparation H, then the companies are going to continue to do it. So I think that the number one violation of the privacy is that people have found that they can make money by violating others' privacy, and they'll continue to do that until it doesn't make any financial sense to them. So me personally, I run my business on the promise of privacy. We keep our promise. And we're doing well because of it. We're not drugstore.com, which is a very large business. We're a small, successful firm. And now we'll stick with our promise, and that's the root of our our business. But that mm-hmm. said, there are a whole lot of people out there that are obviously must be making some amount of money because they keep sending those email reminders and email specials lists and the coupons and the email and, you know, the junk mail that comes in your mailbox every day, you know, physical junk mail is only coming because the people are making money off of it. If they weren't making any money, they would have stopped sending it years ago. But people are responding. People must be making those purchases. So that, I think, I think the two things. The government certainly means well in what they're trying to do. Well, why do you say that so uh, assuredly? What, that the government means well? Yes. Well, I mean, they, they must have been convinced by someone somewhere that, you know, this is a good thing for the American public. Now, they may not be doing the right thing, 
but I think that they're in, you know, they're in public service. As a, you know, these are people that chose to, you know, there's some intelligent people in politics, maybe not all of them, but some of them, and they chose to go into this line of work, I believe, to help the common good. Certainly it's not a very lucrative, you know, position. Congressman is not, uh, you know, to compare your congressman to a, to the Donald Trumps of the world, he's certainly, you know, not nearly as comfortable. But uh, so I believe that I, maybe I'm foolish in thinking that. But I believe that they made some of these Patriot Act, you know, Patriot Act was passed because people thought it was the right thing to do. Um, on the other hand, I think that uh, spammers, you know, people that are sending unsolicited email, knew all along from the moment that they sent the first email to the. 10 million they sent this morning that it was wrong all the way. Mm-hmm. That that is that there's they're convinced it's completely you know wrong and immoral. Well, I mean, that's a good point. I see what you're saying, and and I, um, I mean, I guess maybe I have a more cynical attitude towards yeah, the government yeah. than you do, obviously, but. Uh, and I do think that there are certainly, you know, it's not all bad. I think there are some things that um, are worthwhile, and we do need to have keep, be able to keep better track of terrorists, that's for sure. But I just think that this is that there are some people who do have bad intentions, kind of <laughs> perhaps worse than the uh, spammers, um, not perhaps, um, who are taking advantage of this ride, you know, going along for the ride. And, and Yeah, uh, I, I would agree with that, actually. Uh, you know, that there are people out there that are, they're found themselves in a position of power, and they like that position, so they're going to try to, you know, maintain it. Yes. Uh, I think I hear music again. <laughs> okay. You know, one of the things um, we do, we will have to take a break. But one, I don't know if you heard over this over the past week, but there have been some um, things in regard to coins and uh, various things. That's not quite the same thing, but it is an invasion of privacy of sorts. So perhaps we can talk about that when we get back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Um, we're talking today with Tom Nardone, who is the president of Isdera Corporation, who are specialists in online privacy. And we will talk more about privacy when we get back. So stay tuned. Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity. 
right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. You want the truth? Face the facts. This is voiceamerica.com. Depend on it. Hello, this is Rory Garay, president of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race stars. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have questions or comments for Dr. Carol, call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now let's get back to the show. Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking with Tom Nardone, the president of Isdera Corporation, who specialize in online privacy, and we're talking about your privacy and how it's going away. <laughs> Gradually slipping away from all of us. We were talking before the break about um, a story that I heard, I think, over the weekend um, regarding a family who went to the government to get their coins privately owned, or so they thought, coins, uh, for years and years and years, um, get them appraised, and uh, what they got was the government claiming that that they don't own the coins, that uh, that they're not allowed to own coins or something to that effect, um, basically trying to take over the coins. Of course, they have a lawsuit, but that's just another example of a kind of privacy, uh, just like happened fairly recently, the laws of eminent domain where um, essentially our houses, I mean, <laughs> the hell with, uh, with coins, <laughs> our houses can be taken away. I guess you could call that a loss of privacy. Um, and during the break, Tom, you were talking about wiretapping. You had some thoughts about that. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting that with the Patriot Act, we got this increased, um, you know, ability uh, for people to tap phone lines. It used to be that if, uh, I guess, if the FBI wanted to tap your phone line, they could make a request for your specific phone number, and then they could tap that phone line. But now... Um, they they can make a specific request that says we want to tap any phone that this one person could possibly use, mm. and then record all of those conversations, um, and not just conversations that they know this one person is making. I think that's a little that's overstepping the boundary. For example, you know if you live in a in a house and your brother, you know is who knows what your brother could be an outlaw and uh, and you could be uh, dating uh, the police chief's daughter and unfortunately you know because your brother's phone has been tapped he, your police chief is also listening to your conversations with you know personal conversations with his daughter <laughs> because you know you happen to happen to be at a phone that he happens to be able to use i i just don't see that as right i i i see it as one step too far Maybe the regulation should have said they should be able to tap conversations that they know he is conducting, you mm. know, the, the outlaw brother, mm-hmm. but not necessarily all the phones that he possibly could be using. Does that make sense? 
Yes. No, I... Maybe I'm just... Maybe I just take a too realistic approach. You know? <laughs> it just seems pretty obvious to me. Well, no, I, I, I do. I mean, I don't know all of the details of, of um, the specific, uh, what they can specifically do and can't to the, to the last detail, but yes, it, um, uh, it certainly does. I mean, I, I can try, I was, as you were talking, I was trying to think of what the, uh, the argument to that would be, and of course, I guess they could say, well, as long as, you know, this brother is perhaps a terrorist, and so we need to take we need to be able to hear any possible conversation that he could have, so we know who he's yes, who he's uh, who else he's talking to. But yes, it does get to be it does get to really have no end to it at that yeah. point. And I guess the regulation was put in place because it's so easy now to get a new phone number. You just walk into a store and pick up a pay-as-you-go cell phone. Mm. You know. Hundred dollars later, you have a brand new phone number, and then when you're done with that one, you can go to the next yeah. store and, with a hundred dollars cash, get another new phone number. So that's, I, I believe, why the, you know, why the regulation came into came to be. But, but uh, you know, I, I just have questions for the government. If you know, if given the open forum, uh, how come you're not protecting our privacy? How come? The spam problem, you know, how come these people are spamming us with with uh, adult images, and how come they've been able to do it for so many years, and you still haven't come up with a solution? How come? I know that the internet is an international thing, and yeah. it's not governed by U.S. law. But let's face it: what country is actually pro spam or pro adult messages being sent to children's email addresses? There's nobody there. So let's let's try to figure out, like. Find somebody in the government and appoint him as the international internet law czar, and get that person working on the problem. Because it would been the internet's been around for ten years, you know, with, with this problem. Spam's been a problem for over ten years, and nobody has done a single thing about it yet. There's not even a, a one single yard of progress when it's miles to the goal. Well, yes, and, and surprisingly, there are some. Um uh, spam messages where even without clicking on it, I mean, depending upon what kind of computer you have, I guess, and what kind of message it is, um, without clicking on it, you get images that you that you, that you haven't asked for. Yeah, they're I mean, sending images. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And uh, now, you know, and the U.S. U.S. economy is spending billions of dollars on the software to block these messages. We're spending billions of dollars on the time we're all spending every morning deleting all the mm-hmm. junk mail yes. that got yes. past all the filters into our mailbox. So how is it not a huge productivity decrease? Where's, you know, yes. if, if if the goal is to spur our economy forward, let's free up all our time that we spend doing this. Every single person that works at a computer in America is spending, you know, five minutes a day. That's a lot of minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So come on, government. Get with it. <laughs> I'll be cheering you the whole way. You know, but, uh, you know, I know. You can threaten to release the names of all the people who are coming to your website for all of these that secrets. That is definitely not something we would ever do. No, but, you know, so we have, we've had uh, a quarter of a million customers. So, so by not sending those people, we have saved, you know, an email every month or so, which we don't send any email. So by not doing that, we're only saving a quarter of a million messages a month. Think of how many billions of messages that are being sent out there that, you know, just shouldn't be. And I know there's no cost in, 
you know, emailing things. It's just bits and bytes being sent around a network. But let's face it, people are still having to delete these things by hand from their inbox, and that's a productivity issue. Yes, no, that's absolutely right. And it's not just, you know, it's not just the time. Um, it's also the annoyance. You wake up to that and you uh, already are, are feeling irritated that this is something that you have to do, yes, which isn't no good. No wonder why everybody <laughs> you, is getting angry. That's it. You need to get Tara to tell people. To have, you need to have an answer for that. If people write in and say, um, I'm always in a bad mood. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's no great revenge for the spammer yet. Maybe someone will come up with one at one point. I was reading a website where they were having their revenge on um, on junk mail. And they were taking this one gentleman, and he was taking those postage-paid envelopes that come in the mail, you know, sign up for this credit card offer. Yes. And every time he got a um, postage-paid envelope, he'd stick a piece of scrap metal in it and put it back in the mail system. And then the post office would collect, you know, if it was a two-pound piece of scrap metal, they would collect the postage of for two pounds worth of scrap metal back at the company that mm. sent them the junk mail. And he's been <laughs> doing this for years. So at least he's costing someone some money. Hopefully they'll take his name off whatever list after they get the umpteenth piece of, you know, scrap metal, worthless scrap metal. But uh, there's nothing you can do for the spammers, you know. Well, at the very least, I don't know about the scrap metal, but at the least we can, you know, cross our names off and write return to sender on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, even you though it's malicious even, with the chunk of scrap metal. Exactly. <laughs> I thought it was quite. I thought it was very creative. It was creative. It and, definitely uh, was creative. Yeah, and but uh, but with the spam, you know, you can't reply to them saying "take me off your list" because you're not even sending the reply, the email yes. uh, return address. Yes, email. that's right. Which is another source of frustration when you yeah. try to get. And in and fact, isn't it true? Is something it? as an internet professional could be fixed right away. They could fix it so that you cannot fake the return address on email. And that could be fixed right away. Yes. But nobody will do it. The protocol could be changed where there is no possible way to fake a return address on an email. If you got an email from, you know, Carol Lieberman at, I won't say, but if you, if you would know it was from Carol Lieberman and not from, you know, someone in a different business. Yes, no, I, I agree. I think there probably is more that, that could and should be done on it. Um, in fact, isn't it true that um, I understood that it wasn't a good idea to try to reply back because then when people send spam and they're not sure if it's getting to you and then you reply back, it gives them a valid address? I have heard that as well. I don't, I don't know if that's back, but I've, I've definitely heard that. Okay, well, we could... Uh, <laughs> we could talk about could, this all day. Yes, yes. Well, let me give out your your website address because there are things that people should look at, um, especially if they want to overcome embarrassing situations by dealing with these things on the Internet. Um, it is isderacorp.com, I-S-D-E-R-A-C-O-R-P.com, isdera.com. My guest is Tom Nardone. His company is Dara Corporation who are specialists in online privacy. I just want to say, first of all, I want to thank you for uh, being a guest on Dr. Carol's Couch. And I do want to say, though, as I'm sending people to your website, to, um, to be, be careful. If you, if you have a problem that you're thinking of asking Tara about, I mean, it's kind of fun. And actually, it serves the purpose to formulate 
the question or problem that you have about your emotions in your mind. So in that sense, it's a good idea. But um, be be advised that this therapist is still in her school days, and um, if it's a real serious problem, you should still seek out a living, breathing one. <laughs> Would you go along with that, Tom? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So thank you for listening. This is Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.